Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 Sports Team. Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Good evening and welcome to Sports View. I'm Ben Anderson, and joining me for the first half of the program are two members of Marshall's Cross Country, representing the Thundering Herd Cross Country teams this evening. To my right is graduate as a graduate senior from Parkersburg, West Virginia, and 2022 Sunbelt All-Conference runner, majoring in elementary education, Abby Herring. And to my left is also a graduate student from Milford, Michigan, and 2022 all Sun Belt Conference runner and double majoring in both criminal justice and park and recreation, Evan White. Evan, Abby, great to have you on the program this evening. Thanks for having uh, us. Thanks for being here. All right, well, Evan, let's, let's start off with you in this one. You and Abby have both been here for about five years now and are both now in grad school. How, with all that, how has Marshall kind of treated you so far in these last five years? The past five years have been outstanding. I've had a great time. Um, basically, I came in five years ago, and that was right before COVID hit. And once COVID hit, we had a huge, huge uh, change in our base guard program, our uh, schooling. Everything basically was tossed up in the air. In the past year, year and a half, everything's kind of really gone back to normal. So it's been a really great opportunity to basically have everything normal again. And I'm really happy that we're not all in lockdown online classes anymore. I'm at practice running with my teammates every single day compared to my sophomore year where we couldn't do that anymore. And I'm just really happy that Marshall, we've made it, we've came this far to where we are now and I'm, I'm super happy. Well, I have the same thing for you. So how, how has Marshall been treating you so far? Uh, really good. Bouncing off what Evan said, like COVID was really rough for us. Um, not really like knowing next, you know, or ne- when our next meet's going to be or stuff like that. But, um, yeah, running has been something that's been like super constant in my life. If, you know, even though everything was really unstable and, you know, you didn't know when you were going to get to race next, it was like, you know, you still had your team out there. Like, you know, that other people were putting in the work, but Marshall as a whole has been really good for me, both athletically, athletics and academics have been really good. The community here is just awesome. All right. Well, there's always the big thing that's always the thought is that an athlete chooses a specific sport for a reason. So I always want, now, Abby, I started doing this one. What kind of led you to pursue cross country? Um, so I started running cross country when I was in eighth grade. I started as more of like a, like a social thing, you know, all my friends were doing it and, um, I want to say that that's kind of like why I stuck, like I stuck through it for so many years is like the team aspect of it. Like we we'll all come together as a family, you know, you're all putting in miles together, you're hurting together, you know, you're traveling, racing together. Um, so socially, like that's why I started running, but it's been like a good, good mental thing for me too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Evan, what led you to pursue cross Well, I started my career, this is actually my 15th uh, season uh, competitively running so I've been this is all I've ever known uh, I tried playing baseball football there's all those other sports so I just never really gotten into them and when I started in uh, elementary school actually we had a run club that our school put on is the only sc- uh, sport that we were allowed to do while in middle school or in elementary school and 
all my friends did it. So I got in, I started because all my friends did it. And then once I got in middle school, uh, where we were actually allowed to compete in different events and meets and I actually had a legit program, I just fell in love with it. I really liked the competitive uh, aspect of it. Um, I like how it's an individual sport, but at the same time, it's also a team sport. Uh, when you're out on the course, you have your teammates out there, but you're also battling against yourself to basically mentally be able to push yourself further and faster. So I, then I've also had great coaches throughout my whole career that have always basically made me pursue, uh, made me want to pursue it further. And coming into college, I really didn't, I'll be honest, I really didn't know if I was going to run where I was going or anything like that. And my coach sat me down and he said, you have a great opportunity. And basically I love running and I just wanted to keep going further. So he was the one that really pushed me to actually continue my running career. And I'm super happy I did, and I love it here at Marshall. All right. Well, this past Friday, you guys competed in the Thundering Herd Invitational, being the marking the first home meet since 1989, being a very historical meet for this program. Abby, I'd like to start off with you. You're off to a hard, hot start this season, winning both Virginia Tech Invitational and the Thundering Herd Invitational. How is it to have such a hot start in your final season here at Marshall? It's been a lot of fun. Um, I think – Starting off with our homie, our Virginia Tech, I knew that like our t- our girls team was gonna do well just because we've all been super motivated, putting in the miles, and uh, so I was really excited to see like not just like myself and like my results, but also just like as a team, like the girls team's just been doing awesome. Uh, the Thundering Herd Invitational was really cool because um, me personally, like my family, like we're all most of us are in West Virginia, so like they got to come. Uh, friends from school, my mentor teacher from last year got to come and watch. So that was really cool. Um, so, you know, you're not just running for yourself. You're running for your family and your friends and the community. All right, Evan, you've been the top finisher of these last two meets on the men's side. How is it to become, how is it to be able to lead this, this men's team so early on in the season? Uh, it's been really awesome. Um, it's really nice. We have a lot of really young guys that are starting to move up. Uh, we got a our last uh, recruiting class that we just brought in. We had brought in a whole bunch of new freshmen and some uh, transfers. So being able to lead those guys and kind of set the standard of that we are here to win and we're going to basically compete as a championship team has been really awesome. I want to see after I leave, I'm going to be gone uh, after this uh, track season. And I want to set the standard that we're here to win. I want I want uh, my team after I leave to basically surpass where we left off and basically be able to be champions. And that's what I want. Well, I've been talking about track. You've been part of many historical moments in the, within the track and cross-country programs. You're part of the inaugural men's, when they brought back men's last year, you're part of that inaugural roster. And then you competed in the first home meet for cross-country for well, as long, longer than all three of us have been alive. How is it as an athlete to be part of such historical milestones for for this program? Uh, I never could dream of it. When I started out, I, I, I came here because I knew we were going to be running cross-country and a couple uh, occasional track meets. But having the opportunity to, to basically bring back the men's uh, program, at the, during the summer, we had no idea that the, our track team was going to be coming back. So it was a huge, huge boost of confidence knowing that it's like, hey, we might be getting a track team. And everybody, as soon as we found out we might be getting a track team, we all skyrocketed in our training. And basically knowing we have something to train for basically made us all so much better. And it was just a great honor. And I was glad that I had the eligibility to come back a fifth year because at the end of the last track season, I was like, I want more. I really, I miss track and I'm super excited that I have the opportunity to race another year. And then also being part of the first uh, home cross country meet in many years, that was also a great honor. It was, you know, we're always on the road and we never have 
the support from Marshall because we're always gone. So being able to have everybody from school to be uh, to come out there and support us was just amazing, and I can see this meet growing every year. Uh, talking about the overall results, women's of course, Abby, you you win the event. Women's finished second, men's finished third. Abby, uh, overall, what was your overall thoughts of the women's team's overall performance in the Thunderbird Invitational? I mean, all of our girls did awesome. I think that our training is like really reflected on how we've done these past couple meets. Uh, I will say, like, you know, that it was hot. It was the course was relatively flat, but like the conditions, you know, it was hot, and that's kind of like what cross season is like the beginning you know it gets colder as it goes on but um yeah we all kind of like battled through the heat and it was it was a really good meet on our part all right, then, proud of our girls and then evan for you i remember talking to you a couple weeks ago after the virginia tech invitational it was a kind you guys trying to bounce back after training for longer distances how much of an impact do you think that training had for then that two-week gap on the men's strong bounce back performance in the Thundering Herd invitation. Oh, I believe that we basically we've been we're still training extremely hard. Um, after Virginia Tech, we knew that we had some fast uh, meets coming up, so our training basically we continued up with our high mileage. We've been slowly starting to come down a little bit, but our workouts have been harder than ever, and they're just going to keep getting harder until we get to our, our conference meet. And our our guys improved night and day from Virginia Tech. Or even when we just ran a 6K to going to the 5K, they made huge leaps and bounds. And looking at where they're at now and where, where we're going, I can see them making even more huge improvements as we move on. And then Abby, and of course, like women's top performances this season, went, yeah, finishing second in Virginia Tech, for, and then first in the Thundering Herd Invitational. How does a strong start this for this Women's team kind of help carry momentum through the rest of the season and into the Sunbelt Conference Championships a month a month from now. I think starting off with these two first meets, it was a really big confidence booster for a lot of the girls. We have two freshmen who are extremely talented. Um, right behind me is Kylie Mastin. She's a senior. Behind her is Hannah Weiler. And, you know, after that, the group gets, I mean, really close. So I think for our girls, it's it's not competitive to travel, but it's, you know, it's a whole bunch of girls supporting each other and like wanting each other to go faster and faster, you know, PR, but, um, where those girls are so close, it's like, I don't know, they're, they're just pushing each other and they're getting out there and it's, it's awesome. All right. Then Evan with two events in the books, how do you think the men's team has shaped out so far from now from the beginning season to now? Oh, like I was saying that they made leaps and bounds in their training and they're going to keep progressing further and further. And basically our team is extremely competitive. We have a lot of young guys that are right on right and uh, all right with each other. So they're going to be basically fighting it out every meet, every workout, and basically just trying to improve as much as they possibly can so they can have a spot when uh, we go to our uh, conference meet. So they're going to be basically, we're all going to be working as hard as we possibly can, basically fighting for spots. And it's all really good. Basically, it kind of, it's like a double-edged sword because everybody's going to be working really hard. Everybody's going to be improving a lot. But at the end of the day, we can only take eight to our conference meet. So, but we're going to take the best that we can. And they're going to be fighting and out working hard. So it's a win-win no matter what. Even if they don't make the conference meet, they're going to be in great shape going into winter track. And winter track is a whole different dynamic. So we can bring a lot more people. And then Abby, for the same thing for you. How do you think the, the women's team has shaped out from the beginning of the season to now? Uh, kind of following what Evan said, we've had some tough workouts and um, there's a whole bunch of girls just, I don't want to say battling it out because that's not what it is. Our whole team's really supportive of each other. But I mean, everyone's just, I mean, everyone's working hard. 
putting in the miles, putting in the training, whether, you know, it's cold outside or it's hot or it's raining, you know, we're out there doing it. A lot of sports, you know, they can just like go inside and train for us if we're out in any sort of weather condition. So I think that that definitely builds some mental and physical toughness. All right. I want to talk about more about the season moving forward. Evan, first with you. It's like with the strong start of the men's team, how do you guys, with in the Thunder Hermitage, how do you guys plan on trying to carry this momentum into it? conference um basically we got some really fast come uh, uh, meets coming up uh in two weeks we'll be going to louisville which is usually our fastest meet everybody usually runs extremely fast runs all their prs so it's a great benchmark to see where we're at and what we are projected to do at our conference meet so we're gonna we're gonna be training real hard and, um basically i believe we have eight weeks i believe to our conference meet and every week is we got something set in stone. It's we got our big big name workouts coming up, like the Michigan. We just finished doing the Marco this past Tuesday. On Friday, we have a six mile tempo, which is going to basically see what endurance we got and how fit we are, and see where how much more we can press. All right. Well, I know that, I know with the Texas, where you have a big meet the Texas A&M meet, you get to see most of the summer opponents that you don't usually get to see in the West schools, such as Louisiana, Monroe, Arkansas State, Louisiana. How big is that for you guys to be able to kind of compete against them and see them before the conference championship meets? Uh, this is huge. This is basically never heard of uh, in cross country, really, for us. as um, Because we'll go to these uh, invitationals, and it's not like in football where you versus your conference uh, other teams. It's We go to these meets, and it's whoever shows up to the meet really runs. But going to basically check out the competition uh, two weeks out from our conference meet will be like, all right, we know we are here. We have to improve this much before we get to the conference meet to basically place as high as we possibly can. So it's a great, great training method or training tool. So we'll be able to see where we stack up, which we've never been able to really do before because every course is a little bit different. Some run fast, some run slow. Competition's good, so you're going to run faster. But being able to compete uh, day, basically at the same course, same time, everything. It's going to be great to see where we are because some team can go out and run a super fast course and on paper they look like they're going to crush us, but when we go to the conference meet, we could absolutely crush them. So it's just it's a great benchmark and basically predictions really don't mean much. Um, basically getting on the course, racing day that day will show who's the fittest. All right, Abby, in your opinion, how is how big is it to be able to race against about ultra-conference opponents they usually don't see before the conference championships. Yeah, kind of with what Evan said, too, it's not really heard of. I think where the Sunbelt schools are so spread out, you know, across the whole country, um, it's not really heard of. And so, I don't know, I'm kind of indecisive going into it. You know, uh, when it comes down to, like, the day of conference, it doesn't matter, you know, how this other person raced a couple weeks before at Texas A&M. Like, it's just, it's going to go down to the line that day. I think it'll be fun, though. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good experience. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to step aside for a quick break as you're listening to Sports Beat on the WS Sports Media Network. You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all ten briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize. Tell them about it, Rod! It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1, the cutting edge. Ah, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you more than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, 
American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say? Ah, yes, too sexy. Welcome back to Sports View alongside me, two members of Marshall's Cross Country, graduate student Abby Herring and graduate student Evan White. Well, we were kind of more, well, right before we went to break, we were talking about the season moving forward. This, Evan, you had a bye week this week. How has practice been this week coming off the historic Thundering Herd Invitational and preparing for the Louisville Classic? Basically, being having a bye week means we get to train as hard as we possibly can. So that's really great. Um, basically, we've had Tuesday, we had an extremely hard workout. Friday, we're going to have a really strong, hard workout. Sunday, we're going to do a really nice, hard, long run. So it's basically this is where we be, are be able to build our fitness and our endurance and our strength as much as we possibly can. Because uh, when we go to race week, we really tone down on our workouts on Tuesday. And then we basically don't get a second workout because we're racing. So being able to have two, two to three workouts in that week that makes a world of a difference. That's where we basically gain our fitness. All right, then, Abby, for you with one month remaining left in, in this season, what, in your opinion, is the biggest key for this team, uh, for the women's team for the rest of the season and the Sunbelt Conference Championships? Um, kind of going off of what Evan said, it's, the, it's not just racing. It's the weeks in between. You know, we have a bye week. Uh, it's not like our training's any easier. It's not like we're getting any rest. Like on Tuesday, we had a hard workout, the Marco, um, 600, uh, 600 fast, two mile tempo, 400, 600, or 400, two mile tempo, 600. And so if you don't know what that means, it's, it's pretty hard. It's a lengthy workout. Uh, the girls ran up a very large hill today in Huntington. We did a seven miler, um, this Sunday, we're gonna have a hard long run. And so it's the weeks in between. I mean, racing's obviously going to help you a lot too, but um, it's the weeks in between. It's all the miles, all the doubles that you're doing, even the recovery that you're putting in after, you know, going to the training room, getting in the ice bath, stretching, rolling. It's the little things in between, you know, drinking enough water, stuff like that. That's really going to help us in the long run. And then Evan, same team for you. So what, in your opinion, is like the biggest key or the biggest key need improvement for the men's team going into the rest of this season? Uh, basically just keeping up with our training, um, hitting our mileage, um, basically show up. That's the biggest thing is if you're not showing up, you're not going to get better. Um, doing all of our runs, our doubles, uh, basically the biggest thing is getting enough recovery right now. It's like right in the heart of the season, you need to take your rest. You need to drink your water. You need to go to the training room, get, get, if you're banged up a little bit, get those injuries taken care of now and get them completely resolved. So when we go to conference, you're not going to be, be like, ooh, my hamstring's a little tight or anything like that. We, we want to go to a conference and be like, I'm in the most peak fitness I possibly am, and I have no injuries, no nagging pains or anything like that. All right. Well, Abby, I want to start this question off with you. With with, with four, three to four events remaining, which one are you looking forward to the most? Um, Like the meets are raining? Yeah. Uh, okay, I have two. <laughs> Louisville, which is next week. It's a very fast meet. It's, I mean, the course is awesome. It's super flat. And also we're getting to race against some really, really good teams. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And conference too. Uh, I don't know. Something about just like being in Foley, Alabama last year was like a little bit chaotic because uh, they changed the date of the race, like maybe like two days before we ran. So, you know, we, we flew down to 
Pensacola, I think is where we flew into. And then, you know, we took our cars back to the hotel, went to bed, woke up the next day, ate lunch, ate breakfast, and then ran. And so I think last year, like there wasn't enough time to be nervous because we were all stressed out about the conditions of stuff. But, um, I don't know. There was just something about like being like at the conference meet on the line. It's like, okay, like I've worked so hard up to this. Like this is the meet where you want to do something. So I'm really excited for conference at Louisville. All right, Evan, same question for you. I've the remaining meets left. Which ones are you looking forward to the most? Oh, I'm really looking forward for all of them. Basically, we got Louisville coming up, which has basically been our top meet that we usually go to. It's the fastest, run the best there. And so I'm really excited to go there and basically see what we can do. But I'm also really excited to go to Texas. This is our first time being able to travel down there and see uh, competition. I've never been to Texas, so I'm just excited to go look at the state, <laughs> really. And then conference meet, you can't get better than that. That's what we're here for. We're here to basically compete as Marshall against the Sun Belt to see where we stack up and see how well we can do. Um, teams looking, Our team's looking really good, run really good. And I think we have a real good shot coming to conference. All right, well, Abby, that's a good with you on the first one. But it's known for a fact that both this men's and women's team are stacked with talent. And with that being said, Abby, who do you think on the women's side improved the most from beginning season to now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, we have a lot of, like, standout girls. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Tori Dotson. She – so – she is a mid-distance girl. You know, she ran cross her freshman year, and then sophomore year was COVID. She still ran cross. Last year, she took the entire season off. She ran a 6K at Bowling Green just for fun. But, I mean, she came back this season, back to cross country after, you know, doing mid-distance. And she, I think she was maybe our, like, number four runner last meet. Like, she's killing it. So, I'm going to give my kudos to Tori. She's putting in the work. All right, Evan, on the men's side, who do you think has improved the most from beginning season to now? Ooh, I believe from for the person that basically came in till now, I believe it's Kent B. Uh, he started off. He was a he came in at the heart of COVID, and he was the only one in that recruiting class. So he was all alone, and basically we didn't have practice, we didn't have anything. So for him, I, I can imagine how hard that was for him. And then basically he's competed all his way up, and now he's got a spot on the uh, traveling team, and he's. Like he's worked it. He he's worked extremely hard. He came in, not not going to be a top guy on the team, you know, fighting for those kind of back spots. But he's putting in the work and he's improved significantly since he came here. And he's continually to get better and better. And I'm, it's his last year, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. All right. Well, I'd like to now kind of go into more of what your guys' life is like as athletes here at Marshall. First, Abby, kind of start with you. When, about race day, so how do you mentally prepare for it for a meet? Oh, gosh. I'm not the right person to ask for this. I, Whenever I'm racing or I'm getting ready to run, I cannot think about it because I will psych myself out. You know, I'll stack up, like, my homework assignments that day. Of, so I'm, like, you know, doing homework in the mornings. or um, I, I, I can't think about running. I think I'll psych myself out too much. Um, yeah, just whenever I get on the line, like, that's, like, okay, I'm racing. Like, this is it. And then for you, how, how do you mentally prepare for a meet? Oh, I'm probably nominally. I could, when I go to the meet, I'm just like, all right, here to run. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't psych myself out or anything like that. I've been doing this for basically, I've been doing it for 15 years. So for me, it's just another day. Um, I really enjoy it. I used to get, well, back when I first started running, I used to get 
really nervous. I, was, I felt almost sick when I would start before I got in the race. I'd be like, oh my God, I got a race. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, here we go. Another one. But it's kind of getting sad. I'm like, man, I'm counting down my last cross country races. And it's just like, season's almost over. This is my last season. So it's kind of, it's changed since it's changing. I'm getting more, more like, oh, got to take, got to think about it more and be like, this is it. And I've always wondered this in terms of training. I know collegiate, division one collegiate training is more intense than people, than people realize. And I'd like to start off with you. How is the training like at the collegiate D1 level? So I'm going to make a little comparison. When I was in high school, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I So I think I topped out this summer running 63 miles, 60 or 63 miles. Um, when I was in high school, I was probably averaging maybe 20. Uh, so going from a high school that... Um, wasn't super running based, you know, we weren't doing super intense workouts or longer mileage coming into the collegiate level. I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It's, it's intense. People here, I think, I think people here, um, at the college level, like, you know, you just, like, you don't skip a run. It's, it's unheard of. Like you just don't do it. You just, you know, you wake up, put on your running clothes, you go run. There's no, like, there's no, Oh, like I'm tired today. or Oh, I can't do this. It's, that's just, it's your lifestyle. It's what you do. All right, Evan, same thing to you. How in your opinion, it's like the training like at this level? Well, I'm different from Abby. I came from a super elite running school. So our motto was committed to excellent. And um, my high school coach, Brian Salliers, he set that in our mindset. And we were there. We were training like a college program. We were every morning we were doing something after practice or after school. We would have our runs. We'd have study tables. We'd have hours that we had to basically go to. A, so for me, it's been basically almost eight or nine years of collegiate training. So not much has really changed for me. So, but it is like what Abby's saying is you show up, it's like, all right, I got to run today. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's just basically being able to commit yourself to being able to basically on those mornings, you wake up at six o'clock and you're like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. It's like, nope, I had to get out. I got to train. I got to go. I got to get better. Well, both of us being graduate students and nearing graduation, I was just wondering this. Well, I've been starting with you. What's kind of your career goals when you leave Marshall? My career goals is I actually want to go back and work for the Michigan DNR as a law enforcement officer for them. That's been my dream since I was a little kid. And basically, that's why I'm a double major in criminal justice, park recreational management to kind of follow that career. And that's what I've always wanted to do. Uh, Abby, you and what is your career goals when you leave Marshall? Um, after I leave Marshall, well, okay, my master's is two years, so I'll still be in school for another year. But after that, um, yeah, I want to teach. I want to teach elementary school, hopefully anywhere between first and third grade. I could do kindergarten, fourth or fifth, but I would prefer first, <laughs> first through third. <laughs> All right. Well, Evan, well, I, always, I always like ending interviews like this on this question. And that is, if you if you had to give advice to somebody that was a high school senior receiving Division One collegiate offers or is already committed to being D one athlete, what what would you tell them? Well, if they're looking at going D one and they have a whole bunch of options, uh, basically go for it. It's an awesome experience. There's nothing like it. I know uh, friends at uh, D two and D three, and what I hear what they have to go through to compare to what we have here. Uh, at Marshall, we have a dining hall just for athletes. We have full training rooms. We get our own. We get a whole bunch of gear, shoes, and all everything like that. So I say, shoot for the stars. Go D one. 
Right, Abby, if you were to give any advice to someone getting offers or, or already committed, what would you tell them? Uh, same with Evan, go for it. Uh, coming out of high school, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the fastest times and stuff. And there was people in my hometown, like, oh my gosh, like you're going to Marshall. Like that's a big school, you know, almost, you know, putting me down. Okay. You can't do this. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> you can definitely do it. Uh, it takes a lot of work, but it's worth it. Well, Abby, Evan, thank you for coming on to, to the show tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the first half of sports. You ain't wrong. Good luck at Louisville Classic. Good luck on the rest of the season. We will step aside for a quick break, and we return to Ben Cower have the halftime sports report. And Kyle Spalling will sit down with Ryan Holmes and Marco Silva of Marshall Men's Soccer as you're listening to Sports View on Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.